Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. We have yet another amazing guest who happens to be joining us from her vehicle this morning. And I love that. Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. It's it's literally the only quiet place at the moment. So nice car. <laughs> Thanks. It's a it's a van. It's a it's a fam van. Nice van. Nice van. Love the van life. Love it. Never personally had a minivan, but um, respect anybody who has to go there uh, because of um, the survival of their family and the transportation <laughs> of their family. So how many people are you transporting and how many members are in your family? Uh, so my husband and I have two daughters, so okay. there's four of us, but sometimes there's other children in the car. So honestly, we got it because uh, we travel a lot. Um, we go down, we come down to Florida a lot, actually. Okay. Uh, so we got, we drive down, so we got it for that. And then I just love sliding doors in parking lots and stuff the, with a baby car seat and everything. Gotta love it. They're the way to go. Gotta love it. So you are uh, a financial analyst. I am. And you are building an online digital marketing business in your spare time. Tell us what led you to doing this. How'd you find Legendary? Have you found what you were looking for? Yeah. So my husband actually came across um, last winter, you know, some girl on Instagram um, doing affiliate marketing. And he told me about it and was like, I think you would be really good at this. And I had never heard of it before. Um, I had no idea what it was. So I was just kind of like, okay. And, um, started fall, but my husband isn't somebody to say like, you know, Hey, go try, you know, this thing online. Um, so I started following this girl and it just piqued my interest. And, um, you know, I am somebody that usually, you know, gives something 100%, you know, when I do it. So I was like, let's give this a shot and see what happens. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I started to really enjoy it. Um, and then I started to see success with it. So I started to enjoy it even more, of course. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a good experience. Um, I've been doing it for like nine months now. Um, I had a period where you know, I had a break. I lost a TikTok account with 25,000 followers and I did not have a backup. Um, so I'm kind of in that process of, you know, I got very discouraged by it. Um, you know, didn't want to do anything anymore. And so just I'm kind of in the process of, you know, building, building back up again. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where nice. I'm at with it. Nice. Yeah. TikTok is, is a little finicky right now. And yeah. Um, as I've said, you know, day after day, uh, you know, these platforms, when you when they grow like TikTok, they're the wild, wild west at the beginning and they yeah. let ev anything and everything fly. Right. Mm -hmm. And so people get used to that. They get used to being able to do anything, say anything, post anything. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, once the platform gets big enough where they don't need you anymore, they start to just kind of like other things in life, right? Like certain corporate jobs and stuff like that, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like that. So yeah. you have to have a backup plan. You know, you mm -hmm. have to make sure that you are, um, that you, that you are, uh, diversified in terms of how many accounts that you have, um, even having different logins for those accounts. So they're not connected to each other. Um, 
and and of course on on different platforms and i've i've of course as i've shared many days lost more accounts facebook ad accounts different social media accounts over the years um than i can i can remember but tiktok is certainly a different beast now and a yeah. lot of people have found a lot of quick success building an audience on tiktok and now that their tiktok is in their stage of not needing us to build their platform up anymore um, you know, when they give us the boot, it hurts and it's sort of confusing because we still want and need them, but they don't really need us. And it almost feels a little bit like an abusive relationship. Um, <laughs> but you know, we, we shall persevere. We shall persevere. So you have tried some other things in the past, some MLM stuff like that. How did that go for you? And how is this different than things you've tried in the past? Um, you know, I mean, I've done a lot of different MLMs. Um, and, you know, I've always, I've had my corporate position since I was out of college. Um, so I've had that, you know, now for 10 years. Um, but so anything I've done is just kind of always been like a, on the side, let's try and make some extra money. Um, you know, never did very well at all, never made much profit. Um, and, you know, a lot of the reason was, you know, I didn't put 100% into those, I would say, because they just didn't... Um, they didn't interest me. I didn't see a lot of potential for like big success. Um, so, you know, if something isn't going to, you know, I, I make good money in my job. So like it, it wasn't something that I personally needed. So like if it wasn't going to do something like big for us um, yeah. and allow us to really make a significant change, like my husband, you know, being able to quit his job, then it just wasn't something I was really interested in doing because I was already right. so busy anyways. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I mean, none of them went anywhere. Um, and especially like one I did with makeup, I ended up like keeping a lot of the product and, you know, couldn't make a profit at all. So um, it just didn't feel real stable to me ever. Um, but, you know, with affiliate marketing, it's just what you learn, you know, within the course gives you so many skills. Um you know, to apply to making money online in so many different ways. Um, you know, I've created a digital product of my own, you know, that I learned how to do, you know, from the course. And um, it just like learning how to do sales funnels, learning copywriting, learning email marketing, all of those skills are just so incredibly beneficial that, you know, I just recognize this as something that you know, I could do so many things with, you know, become mm. an affiliate for what, however many products I wanted to. Um, mm. And then also do so many other things in the future. You know, when my kids get older and I have some more time, um, you know, I feel equipped based on what I have learned to do endless amounts of things, you know, without having yeah. to, you know, go to work every day. So. Yeah. Wow. That's really, that's really helpful and clear because I, I was going to say, well, you know, what really is moving you to pursue this now, even though you have a job that's stable and pr produces significant income and you laid out some of those reasons just now, like that essentially these skills that we're using and teaching are skills that really anybody should have and know in today's economy. Like you mm -hmm. should not be an adult and not know these skills because right. if you are an adult and you don't know these skills, you are absolutely going to be less successful and make more money in not only the majority of jobs that you have, 
right? Because being on video, for example, what, what job inside of an office environment and now oftentimes even trade jobs, are you not using some form of technology Mm -hmm. where you are either, I mean, um, if you're a construction worker, are, are not using digital documents, digital contracts, email marketing, even running ads. And if you want to really, ex- or creating content, you know, if you really want to explode your business, you're creating content and you're positioning yourself as an authority and as an expert at the very least to your local area. Um, and, and if you want to take it to the next level, you're, 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 becoming a a either statewide or national known expert right there on social media where people would pay you big bucks to travel out of state to come and do work on their home, especially if you were in, for example, the remodeling industry, which is a huge part of every trade. I'm just speaking from having a construction background, but you're obviously a financial analyst in the office and we're using zoom so much now we're needing to communicate over video how are you or or how did for example the pandemic shift your perspective about these skills and about additional streams of income how did it affect you and did it motivate you more and did it make these sort of uh skills and having a side hustle or more of a you know an entrepreneurial backup plan seem more essential for you Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I would say, you know, the company that I work for, it it would take something pretty significant, you know, for me to lose the job I have due to, you know, global circumstances like we had recently. Um, But, you know, because of what happened, that's I was going to the office five days a week. Um, You know, I just had a normal office job. And then that happened. And I you know, we all went home. We were at home five days a week. I was pregnant with my first daughter at the time. Mm. Um, so it was actually really nice. Um, cause I'm not somebody that, you know, some people say, well, I, I miss going into the office. I like, you know, to talk with people. I'm like, I'm good at home. Like I do not want to go into the office. Um, so I had my daughter and, you know, they started bringing people back into the office on like a hybrid schedule. Um, my husband and I decided that we did not want to put our kids in daycare. That was not an option. So, Mm. you know, I told them, you know, I, we don't want to put our kids in daycare. I'm not coming back to the office, do what you got to do. Um, and they told me that I could keep working at home. So, Mm. um, I'm very, you know, blessed in that sense that I have this remote position, you know, so that I can, you know, be home with our kids. And, Mm. um, but now since I am home, I have, you know, all kinds of meetings, you know, that I'm having, over zoom well we have microsoft teams so you know over microsoft teams and um i would say you know it's helped me so much in that sense because you know i've always been someone that's i think a lot of people are uncomfortable on video if you don't do it a whole lot Mm. Uh, when i first started making posts for affiliate marketing i felt so dumb and was so uncomfortable like i had to just stop like watching my videos because i was like you know it's uncomfortable to like watch yourself at first and so it's just given me a whole lot of confidence you know um and then it also just gives us my husband and i both you know a lot of um sense of like security because like I was saying earlier, I mean, I feel that I have the skills to just, you know, do so much now. So, you know, let's say something big did happen and I did lose my job. Um, I honestly don't have any fear that 
we wouldn't be okay or that we wouldn't be able to figure something else out because I already, you know, I mean, we have two little kids, so life is, and I have this job, so like life is kind of crazy right now. So I don't have any extra time on top of what I'm putting towards this right now, but I will one day, you know, once the kids get older and I just, I have so many ideas, you know, of what I want to do. Um, that's even more than this. And so, yeah, I mean, I was actually just thinking that the other day, I was like, you know what, if, if I were to, you know, lose my job for some reason, like I wouldn't, I don't think it, it freak me out because I'm, I'm just confident based on, you know, these high income skills that I have learned that we would figure it out, you know, we'd be okay. So they're important. I feel the same way. It's, it's, it's crazy how I, how I can remember like sitting around with my dad back when when I was working with him and we were doing construction jobs, remodels, mostly kitchens and bathrooms and stuff like that. And just like completely relying on getting another job, like Mm -hmm. some work coming through. Right. And if, and there was always tension and anxiety around that, right? Like, are we going to get another job? Right. And for the most part, it always worked out like, you know, and if, and if, and if we didn't get a job, then we would, we would, you know, we would do less things, have less money. I mean, usually things typically work out, but for the most part, like when, when you're living that sort of employee nine to five, that's all, you know, if you are, or were to lose your job, it's kind of like panic mode. Like, where am I going to get another job? Right. If I don't have a job, that's and it's been a long time since I felt like that. And it's not because I have some exact plan. It's because I know these skills. I could put them to work at any time. And I've always used these core four business models that we teach here in Legendary in in some way, shape or form. I can I can at the very least just start creating content in promoting an affiliate product or two as an affiliate, not even needing to do any of the delivery of the product or service, not needing to do any of the customer support, not needing to do worry about any of the merchant processing or anything like that. And all the other things that go along with, with having your own product, that is another level in this process. I can just simply be an affiliate and promote somebody else's product, which we really find out that doing the marketing is only a, a a small percentage of the big picture of actually creating a course, coaching program, an event. Because once you do the marketing and actually sell it, then you have to deliver it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why most people start with affiliate marketing. But if I was, if I lost it all today, that's where I would start. I would start just creating content in a specific niche, choosing one or two products following the fishing formula business plan, putting those pieces together, deciding who I want to target, where I'm going to target it at, you know, what kind of content I'm going to create, what I'm going to give away in order to attract their email addresses and get them into my funnel. And, and then how am I, what am I going to offer? And then what am I going to follow up as second and third helpings in my email series? And what else might I promote to them? That's the entire formula and I could deploy that at any time, even if I have no money to my name, because right. despite the education and, you know, buying education or investing in education is really about investing in yourself. It's mm-hmm. like, how much do you want to commit? How much accountability do you want? 
how many shortcuts do you want to learn from other people's experience? But in terms of the tools to actually make the business run and operate, I call them low to no cost, right? Mm -hmm. And there is very few businesses or business models that you can get started with actual tools that are low to no cost. You cannot get started in construction with low to no cost tools. You just cannot do it. You need trucks, you need tools. You cannot start a restaurant. You cannot start all these other things that exist out there. Even a hot dog stand, you need the damn hot dog stand and the grill. And <laughs> that's five or $10,000. I know because I've had a couple of buddies who have done the old hot dog stand, thought they were going to get rich. And we're, you know, after a couple of months, we're like, well, I, don't, I hate standing out here in the hot sun, you know? Um, so you, you talked a little bit about being uncomfortable on video. What was it like for you to, you know, go through the education and then and then it was time for you to actually, you know, put these skills to, to work? How did those first few weeks go? What were some of the feelings that popped up? What were some of the vulnerable moments that you had that you pushed through? Um, well, you know, first and foremost, there's again, just the you being on video and putting it out there for who the heck knows, you know, to see. Um, and so, you know, when you first start out, you don't necessarily have, you know, some people do because they have the background, but you don't have that like video creation skills. And like, if you're totally brand new to this whole thing, like you haven't yet like really honed in on your copywriting skills and, you know, all of these different things that you are such a newbie at. Um, so, you know, I would post things and then watch them afterwards and be like, oh gosh, that looks terrible. Like, why do my videos look so terrible compared to these other people's videos? Like, I feel like I'm doing the same thing, but then I watch it and I look dumb and they look like they know what they're doing. <laughs> um, and, you know, a lot of that just comes down to having confidence when you make the video. Mm. Um, there's a huge difference, you know, between videos that I make when I'm feeling like, you know, let's say I post one video and it doesn't get a whole lot of views. It doesn't do well. If I'm feeling like down on myself and like putting myself down for that, like, oh, I, you know, I didn't do well. Nobody cares what I'm saying or, you know, I didn't do well copywriting in that video or whatever it is. And then the next video I make, like I'm feeling that way when I make the video, the video, that video doesn't do well either. You know, it's terrible. But if I make a video, <laughs> that's a platinum nugget right there. Seriously, just the mindset that you're yeah. in when you're creating and how you let the last thing you did continue to affect you in future pieces of content that you create. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I would say that is the biggest thing that I have learned, you know, even more than, you know, the the copywriting is important. The, um, you know, different things with like algorithms is important, like having calls to action so that you get, you know, engagement on your videos so they get pushed out more. That is all important, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a lot of times now I just make, because I, I mostly do like talking videos. I don't do a whole lot of like trend audios and stuff for my videos because um, mm. they just do better for me. But, uh, you know, a lot of times I just, I get an idea. I keep ideas within my notes, you know, on my phone as they come to me. And then um, when I go to make a video, I look through, you know, those notes that I made and I, I look for an idea that like, I feel like, because you have to have that like, uh, passion or like at least like yeah i feel like i could talk about inspiration right yeah yeah and uh to, and, and you know to have that confidence like you have to have that feeling of like i can talk about this so and then i usually just like off the cuff you know make a video um anytime that i spend a whole lot of time like 
not that no planning is necessary and that, you know, you don't need to be focusing on like your hook in the first three seconds and all of that. That is important. Um, but when I just kind of like talk um, and, you know, then edit the video, take out somewhere where like I messed up or whatever, but not like focus super like, oh, I shouldn't have said that or I could have said this a different way or, oh crap, I forgot to say that. Like, so then I say it in my next video, you know, and I just post it. Um, and so I do a lot better that way, you know, videos that I think like, ah, I didn't really say that how I wanted to, but then I post it and it does really well. So it really, for me comes down to, as long as you are, you know, using those other skills that are important for getting, you know, views on your video and stuff. Um, if you have all of that and you also have that, like, confidence you come on there like you know what you're talking about yeah. um you know you don't care because you know once you start to grow bigger you're going to start to get those hateful comments like you know you know what they say um <laughs> and so they feed me they're like fuel i mean some of this stuff is literally ridiculous and i just don't understand how people are so mean to be quite honest with you oh like, uh, they're they're so sad they're just yeah. sad inside yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just tuning that stuff out, that would be another thing I, I would say that when it first started to happen for me, like when my account really started to grow and I started to get some of those comments, um, you know, I took it real personally and I was like, you know, what do people think about what I am doing? And if, but you know, their comments are, they're wrong, first of all. Um, and they just, Anybody who is, you know, making those nasty comments are people that have no, I either have no idea what it even is that I'm doing. So, yeah. you know, um, or, you know, they have tried things themselves and they gave up after, you know, not seeing success immediately. And so now they're mad. And I don't mean projecting, to be mean, but projecting that onto you, right? Yeah. Projecting their failures onto you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, the beginning is hard when you first start, obviously a brand new account, it's going to take some time for most people, you know, to grow and to start, you know, getting emails and getting engagement. But, you know, I had to just not let that, in, you know, discourage me. And my husband helped me a lot with that. You know, he told me to keep going. Um, What's his name? Paul. Paul. Paul right there. <laughs> Paul the Rock. Paul, yeah. I love that. I love yeah. it. Well, huge shout out to Paul. I mean, Paul was the one who sent you the video in the first place and, um, you know, believed in, in you and, and said, Hey, I know you can crush this. So that's, that's mm -hmm. incredible. Um, you, you just said some like really important things that then you, we started talking about the haters and, you know, they don't even deserve our time, honestly. I mean, because like the world is filled with people who are sad inside and mad inside and, that's just not our responsibility to fix them or even try to figure out why they're like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, what is important to remember is that many of your best customers do start out skeptical. So mm -hmm. just because they're being mean does not mean that we should be mean back in return. Part of being Absolutely. a professional, part of mm -hmm. being a professional I have learned over the years is that no matter how somebody is acting, no matter what they are saying, no matter what they are going through in their life in that moment has absolutely nothing to do with me 
and should not change my approach about how I deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to learn how to stay calm. I need to learn how to not let that stuff affect me. You know, I need to remember that I'm sort of like an athlete on a, a field who's playing a sport and the opposing team is always going to try to get in your head. They're going to try to ask you about personal things. They're going to try to say, make personal stabs and jabs, anything that they can do. If you, if anybody's ever actually played competitive sports, you know that some of the best shit talkers in the world are some of the best athletes. For example, Michael Jordan. There was nobody on earth that talked more crap than Michael. Why? Because he knew from a competitive champion standpoint that if he could get in somebody's head, Mm -hmm. then they're dead, right? Sort of like Tony Robbins says. Um, People are also looking to do that too. They're looking to um, get your attention. And when we give them that same negative energy back, it almost makes them feel validated that that's how to, you know, that they got what they wanted, a reaction out of you. And so it's really important to thicken up our skin and to realize that people are going to be people and that that shouldn't change our posture. Now, you were talking about not watching your videos and you were talking about some things that were actually more important than all that um, a second ago, which I want to just revisit real quick. And I can relate to that, watching your videos and critiquing them to the point to where you're picking every damn thing apart. And now all of a sudden you've watched the damn thing 50 times. And so you've, you, 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 you filmed it and then you wasted a bunch of time watching it. And now, because you think it's not good enough, you're not going to post it. We've all been there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this was my whole story for the first couple of months when I started back over a decade ago you know, 50 takes. If somebody was holding the phone for me, they hated me after, you know, (laughs) 60 minutes because their arm hurt so bad. I had to get a tripod, you know, and do it on my own. And it was a, it was a exercise of pushing through my own self-criticism in perfectionism. And I love how you said that if I feel like I could have said something differently or better in a video, instead of going and refilming the video I just did, just get them on the next one, kid, right? It's sort of like a coach. You have to coach yourself through this process to say, hey, we'll get them next time. Don't worry about the last play, right? But it, that because the play is not over yet, you haven't hit post, you feel like you're still in that same play. And it's it's really, there's an art and a science to just getting it out there. And so do you no longer, did you say you no longer watch your videos? I mean, how is your content creation now? And many people are asking, how do you fit this in your life? Like, how does your marketing now look different than it did when you first got started? What is your routine or ritual? Um, I mean, you just film I, and post. I mean, I, I heard about the notes and about the inspiration and feeling confident. But in terms of once you film that video, what do you go through after? What do you do after it's done? Uh, I watch it, uh, but I watch it one time. 
Um, and then, you know, I add my captions, I add, you know, anything that if I want to add like a little call to action at the end of it, you know, I'll add that, but I only allow myself to watch it one time just okay. because I do like to make sure that, you know, I didn't like that everything filmed correctly, like that I didn't say anything real wrong or, you know, whatever. I like to walk, go through it one time, but I do not critique it. Um, you know, I add my captions and then, or my closed captions, and then I write my caption. So I always create my video first and then I write my caption. Um, and then, you know, I either schedule it or post it right then. I typically record videos for the next day. So like, I don't, um, post right away that day. Cause I like to, you know, have videos ahead of time in case stuff comes up with the kids or whatever. But, um, I don't watch them again the next day when they're ready to go. You know, I just go in there and I post my, you know, what's in my drafts. So mm. yeah, I don't spend a whole lot of time. And then, you know, I just evaluate afterwards, you know, how, and that's just how you learn. You know, that's why at first you don't, a lot of people don't grow right away. You know, they don't get sales right away. Um, but if you really take the time to like afterwards look and see what worked, like, okay, why did this video do so well? Why did it get so many views, so many comments? Why did I just get so many email opt-ins, you know, from this video? Um, and you know, sometimes it's just the topic you're talking about. Sometimes it's certain, I notice it's been like certain words that I use or certain things that I say, like, you know, in my, um, uh, my captions that I write, mm. um, a certain call to action, uh, you know, it just, it just is different, you know, every time, but really taking that time afterwards, then do your critiquing. It's already posted. You can't do anything about it. Do not delete it. Um, and just critique afterwards the ones that did well or the ones that didn't do well and determine, you know, it's usually you start to see a pattern, you know, you start to figure yeah. out um, why something did well and why it didn't. And then that's when you start to learn what works for you. Mm. And the same thing does not work for everybody. Um, mm. So. <laughs> throw it out. You like that one yeah, <laughs> off the back, off the backboard. Um so I want to, I want to touch on that. I want to ask about that. Everything doesn't work the same for everybody. Okay. That's, this is what I hear you saying. So take mm -hmm. us through what you've learned about what works and what you like, what works and what you also prefer to do versus what doesn't work so well for you. And how have you evolved that over time? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when I first started, you know, of course, like I think a lot of people do, you look at what other people are doing, you know, what the other people that you're hearing about that are making, you know, seeing success with this are doing. And, you know, I would try and mirror that, you know, I wouldn't like copy word for word or like do the exact same thing, but I would try like in a sense to do, you know, the same thing that they were doing. And it just, it was not working for me. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, and I, I hear people like come and ask me all the time. Like they say, like, I feel like I am doing exactly what so-and-so is doing, but I am not getting the results that that per person is getting. And, mm. you know, for me, I just had to learn that like, it really doesn't like two different people can do the exact same thing. And one is going to have success with it. And one isn't. And I don't know if it's just because of like, 
everyone has their own different personality, like what they're good at. I, I just, I do way better, you know, talking in videos um, because that's how I'm like, I'm good at like emotional connections and like forming relationships with people and stuff. And I just feel I can do that better when I'm talking as opposed mm -hmm. to like recording myself, you know, doing a day to day activity and like putting some text on the screen with some trending mm. audio, but yeah. that works really well for some people. It just, I've never been able to do real well with that. Um, mm. And so you have to try different things, like just because, you know, you're doing what so-and-so is doing and it's not working for you. It doesn't mean it's not working. It's just that specific approach is not working for you. And it is a real thing. Like, you know, and once you start to do this more, like you start to get your own ideas, um, mm -hmm. you start to get your own, you know, ideas on like how to be different and like stand out a little more so that you don't because you shouldn't look like everyone else. You know, you shouldn't be yeah. posting the same thing because you need some people are, you know, as more people like hear about this, um, you know, if they're seeing all of these affiliate marketers like say the exact same thing you know, you're not going to be the person that they choose. You're not the link they're going to choose to click on, you know, to, you know, go and buy whatever product it is that you're promoting. So you really need to be somebody who stands out to someone when they watch your video. Like you need to be someone that someone's watching your video and they're like, I've heard about this before, but like this, like this feels a little different or, you know, what she said, like is making me stop or, you yeah. know, I haven't heard that before. So um, yeah, I mean, I think you just got to find what works for you and you got to try different things. And that's the art of marketing anyways, right? I mean, it, if every single car looked the same, drove the same, right? You, you There would be no market. There, there would be, mm -hmm. it would just be everybody competing on price. There would be no uniqueness. Um, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned about marketing over the years is to include in your process, whether that be all throughout your content, in your marketing funnel, uh, you know, what is different about you? What is different about what they're about to see than anything that they've seen before? Because the moment that somebody feels like they are experiencing, experiencing something that they've already experienced before, the novelty, the newness, the excitement just immediately wears off. I'll give you a great simple analogy. Back when I was growing up, you know, Jordans were really popular. And I, I think they really still are. But to me, back then, and my friends, they were popular because he was playing and we were watching them. And when a new pair came out, it was like, and you saw somebody with them on and you had never seen them before. It was like, Damn! you know Damn! but if you had already seen those it was like oh i've seen those before man <laughs> seriously seriously mm -hmm. and and think about that of how something that relates to you maybe it's bags right if you if you've seen like a brand new bag of a t of a brand that you like it's like oh my god i've never seen that before right <laughs> whereas if it's like for example like certain louis bags or whatever like the 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 i think it's dimir print or whatever like the 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 kind of um the traditional louis print like a lot of people have seen those bags mm -hmm. so it's not really that new 
You know what I mean? It, it's it's it. There's Paul in the background. Oh, shout out Paul! Shout out Paul! Um, but that newness is not there. And the beauty of affiliate marketing is that you can take a product that has a consistent success track record of providing results and customer satisfaction for people. And even that converts really well. And you can introduce it in a new and different way. Right. You can frame it. It's all about the frame. Mm -hmm. And I like to use the analogy of a piece of art. If you put the same piece of art in two totally different frames, it gives that same image a completely different look. I mean, mm -hmm. think about it. Like, having like an old rustic, like, like, um, distress looking frame. Like I like those kind of things versus like a very gaudy, all gold frame it might be like, Oh, like, what is that? Like, Oh, this art's horrible in this house. Right? Like the frame can mean yeah. so much and make all the difference. And I think so often when we're new and we're stepping into this community and this world, we have such a tendency to want to look around and copy and yeah. just do exactly what we see somebody else doing. And we, and that's exactly what we say. We say, well, I'm doing exactly what so-and-so is doing. Why am I not getting the same results? And the obvious answer is, is probably that people have already seen this mm -hmm. presented in that way other times, and so the newness and the excitement is not there for you. You right. don't look like you have anything original that you're presenting. So instead of looking at that like, oh, that sucks, it's like, no, it doesn't. There's an opportunity for you to find your own style and your own flavor and present it in a frame that they may have never seen or experienced before. How do you do that? Well, you do that through your own forms of edutainment, through telling your own personal story, through adding your own personal details and personality and look. Sometimes we're so focused on being negative towards ourselves and thinking, well, I don't look good enough or I don't look like other people that we forget that our face is part of that frame, is part mm -hmm. of that unique, our look, our style. The, the way that all the things that we may be criticizing about ourselves may actually be the things that we need to embrace because they make other people feel comfortable and they can relate and identify with the fact that you're sitting in your car right now. Some people would think, and I remember thinking this at the beginning too, like I had to have like a nice setup and like it was all about the background and how I'm looking and wear something different in every video and all this different kind of stuff. And if I would have just jumped in my car and just been like, look, this is take it or leave it. This is where mm -hmm. I'm at. I'm getting you this information. This information is powerful and you need to listen up and just focused on my message instead of like how I looked and where I was at and all that, how, if my hair was parted on the right side or whatever, then I would have done a whole lot better, a whole lot faster. But it took me yeah. just like you're describing for yourself some time to find my own voice. What's coming up for you as I'm ranting about this a little bit? 
Well, I was just thinking, you know, you had said that some people were asking, like, how do I find the time for this? And all of this just makes me think about how when I was doing all of that stuff, too, and like worrying so much, analyzing a video for an hour before I posted it, worrying about what I'm wearing, saying that I had to like get ready every day before I could record something, which with two kids and, you know, a job is really hard to do. Like, I do not get ready most days. Um, <laughs> and, you know, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that is what makes it feel like you're working a lot more on this than you really need. Like that is what causes you to get like exhausted and overwhelmed is when you are critiquing yourself about every little thing and thinking that it has to be perfect before you can post it. I'm telling you, that's where all the energy goes. That's where it's all exhausting. people's energy goes is yeah. not in the actual important stuff. It's not exhausting to create a video. It's all you're doing is holding up your phone or putting in a tripod and just in pressing a button and talking like you do all day long for yeah. most of us. What is exhausting is the preparation that we think we need to do. When I say I don't get ready, I really mean that. I used to like, what shirt am I going to wear? So much energy into what clothes I was going to wear. And my, you know, I need to have gel in my hair and have it look in a certain way. And finally, one day, especially when I started doing this show, you know, over 700 episodes ago, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to wear the same thing every day. <laughs> okay. Every day. And I'm going to see uh -huh. if it matters. Right. And so for over 700 episodes, I've been in a black hat and a black shirt, right? Sitting at the same desk with the same same, same everything, not showing off cars, not in the backyard, showing off real estate and property and all this different kind of stuff. I mean, I got all kinds of cool places I could film, but it's just easier for me to just pick a shirt up off the floor, smell it and see if it's actually clean or not. Right. Grab my hat. Okay. That's usually like here, or, you know, maybe I got one that's, you know, little, little, that one's been, a, there's been a little abuse on that one's right. But it's a backup here in case I can't find my other one. Cause I've thrown it across the room <laughs> and I jump on the damn computer and mm -hmm. you know what? Nobody knows if I stink. Nobody knows if I've had a shower. Nobody knows if I brush my teeth, nobody knows or cares if I combed my hair because how I look doesn't really even matter. It just matters that I show up and I yeah. show up with energy. And that's why for me, some of my routines like wearing the same thing and not spending extra energy trying to figure out what I'm going to wear, eating the same things like I eat RX bars like they're going out of style. It's just a brand of a certain bar that's pretty healthy. It's got no additives, so I don't feel bloated or bogged down. It's I put I can put 200 calories in my stomach before I get started working or if I if I need more. Actually, I just had a, a an RX bar and a bag of hot peanuts before we started. But I drink <laughs> the same thing every day, you know, sparkling water, usually Mountain Valley spring water. If you can't afford that, for God's sakes, get a freaking solo cup and just get some water at your desk. Coffee. All, all the time coffee, but it's the simple, basic go-to stuff. I even have, if I don't have leftovers, I order the same thing from the same restaurant almost every day. Like if I'm going to order something out, I don't sit there wasting a bunch of time going through a menu thinking that I need to eat something different every day. So it's all just routine and ritual. 
and I get to come and show up here as my best, most inspired, most energetic self. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking a little bit about time management as we bring this in for a landing. What what are some tips that you have for, for, for people to get things done, right? Especially people who may be busier, who have jobs, who have kids, who have other things going on. Um, obviously right now you're giving us a huge one. You're sitting in your car to do this. What an mm -hmm. obvious, beautiful, powerful visual example of you doing what you have to do to get some quiet time. What are some other cool things or neat tricks or scheduling or ritualistic things that you do that help you just produce more, get things done faster and actually get things out there in the marketplace? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that helps me a lot is um, recording the videos the day before I plan on posting them, um, because I do not like to be rushed when it comes to any editing that I do want to do. I don't like to be rushed when it comes to writing my captions. I like to put some thought into them. Um, and so that is one of the biggest things that helps me, you know, because I'll record my videos the day before. And then that night, you know, before the kid or after the kids go to bed, um, you know, I'll write out my captions. I'll get the videos all ready to go. Um, I don't use like a scheduling tool or anything to post them. I just post them. Um, and then that way they're in there. They're ready to go. I know what times I'm going to post them the next day so that all I have to do is go in and hit post for them. Um, and then I can focus cause I used to record the videos the same day and that made me, I was so, cause especially with little kids that are home with me all the time, like, you know, it's something comes up or someone doesn't nap when they're supposed to, or the baby needs to eat after two hours instead of three. And so my plan goes all out the window and I can't record the video in time. And then I'm all flustered and then I'm rushing to record it and post it. And that stresses me out. And then I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. So I mean, that's just a huge one is recording the day ahead, getting it all ready that night when I have time, quiet time after they go to bed so I can think about it, um, you know, and then just hit post the next day and record the next day's videos whenever I get a chance to. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Like, I don't worry much about like where I'm recording it from. I mean, half the time I'm just like sitting on my couch while, you know, the baby is napping and my toddler is, you know, right outside playing. Um, I'll do it when I'm pushing you know, the baby around in the stroller, I'll record like while I'm walking outside. Um, you know, I just don't worry too much about where I just, you know, you do kind of have to worry about, do you have like quiet, you know, for the most part. Um, mm. so I find ways to, you know, fit that into my day. And if I didn't get a chance to that day, if I didn't get quiet time, I'm not stressed out because I already made the videos yesterday and then I'll mm. just make the two for tomorrow after the kids go to bed that night, you know? Um, so that's very helpful. Um, and then, you know, it's also helpful for me to like you were talking about is to have certain things within my life that just look the same way every day so that I am not overly stressing about other tasks that need to get done. Like how, you know, I keep a planner and there are certain days for laundry there. You know, mm, I plan out routine. what I'm going to make for dinner. Yeah. I mean, all of that. And with kids too, it's, they oh. thrive off of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we just have, you know, things that look the same um, for the most part, you know, on most days. And that just helps my brain to feel like less scattered because yes. I get totally. overstimulated, you know? So that's very helpful to me is to just have like certain things that look the same every day. And then always like planning ahead when it comes to content creation so that I'm not like last minute flustered, 
Yeah. I, and I love the mention of just routines and familiar things outside of just our business, because, you know, when people get into the blueprints, I start giving them assignments and trying to get them to think differently about clearing out space, clearing out clutter. What is in your life right now that is difficult and complicated and complex, right? Like what are the things that we can all think about and everybody can do this where you look, you just mentioned a couple of them, like, like, like meals and stuff. Meals can be sometimes one of the most difficult things. Like, mm -hmm. you know, thankfully now, now, nowadays I actually have a chef that, that cooks dinner, you know, for us every, um, every night, except for the nights that we're out, which those are the same exact nights every week, right? Mm -hmm. There's there, my nanny works the same schedule every single week, which means that I get a night out. Actually, I get two nights out a week. Um, and those nights are always the same, right? Mm -hmm. So that my kids even know when daddy's not going to be home one or two nights, when the nanny's putting them to bed, right? My kids also know that, hey, daddy's, we're reading every other night and doing our normal, normal routine. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with morning routines and, and breakfast items and anything that you can do for yourself, you can also do for your kids, like, like similar clothes. Like we have this need sometimes to feel like our children need like a thousand different outfits and a thousand different toys and all this. And the truth is, is they don't, they would actually benefit more from more, um, consistency, less choices, right? Less toys, less things that are laying around. Um, yep. and, and, and it would also create more peace within us inside of our home. Same thing with spouses and partners. How can we get on a weekly routine to where we're doing the same? We're, we're, you know, Sundays may be for this. Saturdays may be if you don't have somebody who's cleaning your house. That may be chore day, right? To where you get your whole family involved. And just because you're, you know, you're starting a business, you know, you can change everything now. One of those things would be your your weekend routine. So it's like, okay, Saturday morning is going to be where we're going to clean the house and we're going to all do it together. Right. And then Saturday afternoon, um, daddy's or mommy's going to work, right? I'm going to work Saturday afternoon and you're going to go chill and you're going to go relax and have some you time. Right. So we did a family activity in the morning. We're doing some, some solitude individual time in the afternoon, having a family dinner. And then Sunday may be all family time, right? This is the day to where I'm doing no work. I've batched content. I'm good for the day. Uh, I maybe even batch my content for Sunday and Monday in mm -hmm. that Saturday afternoon, right? That's a nice block of time to be able to do that. And then boom, we get right into the weekend or excuse me, into the new week after having been together on Sunday, having a nice meal together every Sunday night. There is so many different ways to start to simplify and, and eliminate clutter and complex routines to where every single day, even, even doing like with meals where you plan out your meals, mm -hmm. right? You, you say on Sunday, maybe part of the routine is sitting down with spouse and saying, let's plan out our friggin' meals. So every afternoon we're not texting back and forth saying, what are we going to eat? Right. Oh, I'll stop at the store. Stopping yeah. at the store can be an hour long suck out of your afternoon. 
And there may be some things that some of you all can invest in, which would be great investments in your family, like grocery delivery services, right? That's one example. There's even apps out there that will do your laundry for you. It's like an Uber for laundry. It's called Hamper. It's spelled H-A-M-P-R, Hamper. They'll come and they'll pick up your laundry. They'll take it away. They'll do it for you. So there's some things that we can invest in that may free up some of our time. My, you know, I can remember when I used to fight about, uh, you know, getting a cleaning, cleaning, you know, our house and, and, and investing in cleaners. And it was a real struggle at the beginning, but eventually we realized that that was a great investment because, you know, there, we could, we could pay for cleaners while still teaching our children to do chores, like doing the dishes after every meal, like still doing those Saturday morning activities. So I think that there's, this is when we start, this is really an opportunity to change much more than just our income. And if we want to see big results, we do got to make big change. Mm -hmm. And so what advice would you give yourself that you have now that you know now that you didn't know when you started and you needed to hear? Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like it can be summed up with like, just keep going. Um, you know, keep staying consistent. If you don't let, I mean, if you get discouraged along the way, don't let it actually stop you. Learn from your mistakes. Um, because as you go, and I mean, it's just life in general, you know, as you go, you're going to come into like roadblocks or struggles or discouragements or, you know, things happening. Um, but you know, this whole experience has been something that has really helped me with like the time management stuff and just various other things. So like, as long as you stay committed to the idea that, when you're starting something new, you are going to stick with it and you are going to do it um, and keep doing it until you start to see success. You will see that success. Is it going to be at the same time that it is for somebody else? No, everyone's journey looks different. But as long as you just decide that you are going to keep moving forward, you are going to learn all of those. Like if this all sounded too overwhelming for somebody that's watching, like I don't do anything like that when it comes to time management or planning ahead or planning meals or, you know, if you try and take all of it on at once, like it's just going to feel way too overwhelming. Just like when it comes to, you know, doing affiliate marketing, like it's going to be very overwhelming if you try and do all of it and master all of it all at once. So just start and start moving forward. You will learn as you go, um, as long as you stay, you know, committed to the journey and open to learning and continuing to expand your knowledge. Always, always keep expanding. I read books all the time. I do all kinds of stuff. So as long as you just keep learning and keep going, um, which applies to life and to, you know, your business ventures, it'll, it'll all work out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been refreshing and wonderful. And I love that you joined us in your car and just did what, what you had to do to get some peace. It's a great, just living example of, of, of not quitting and not finding excuses. Like we've all got excuses that we can pull mm -hmm. from. I feel like we've all got a big old box, you know, and if we want to pull that box out of the closet and start pulling out those excuses, we could all like, we all could be victims. Like, you know, life is hard. Life is traumatic. 
bad stuff happens to every single person. You know, sometimes the degrees of, of that trauma or those difficult hard times are different, but we all have things happen to us or we can view them as happening for us and um, find a way to continuously uh, meet ourselves and figure out what we're made of. And I just wonder, as one follow-up question before we end, have you been reintroduced to a new version of Danielle through this process that's reminded you of how, how you know, strong you are, how much fight you have in you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've people have like always told me, you know, that I'm a strong person, but it's kind of one of those things that you're like, yeah, not really, you know, but thanks. Um, but you know, fortunately I have a very supportive husband who is very good with, well, he's learned over the years, you know, through our marriage, he's great with like affirming me and things that I do because he knows that's what I need. And, you know, I, I give a lot of the credit to him, you know, for helping me like gain confidence and everything else. But I would say just this experience in general has really helped me to just become like more confident in myself. Um, more like content with like who I am and like what, you know, my life looks like and everything else. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would just say that it's really helped with, you know, my confidence and <laughs> Paul has Paul the baby. Right he's, my man. He's, he's got the baby. He's probably like, are you done yet? <laughs> what a, what a, what an awesome guy. Yeah, there he is. All right. Well, we'll let you get out of here, Danielle. You go have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for your time. Major shout out to Paul. God bless your family. Stay legendary. Come back and see me. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. All right, my friends, there you have it. That's as real as it gets. That's, re That's as real as it gets, my friends. Have a blessed day. Have a wonderful day. Stay legendary, my friends. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Boom, for another episode. As always, get out of here. Peace.